Vison the Mink was born a fighter. Scarcely an hour after his birth on that third day of April, he fought for his first desire, food. Vison looked like a locust pod, curled against the warm body of his mother. An occasional shiver went through him as his body began to accept its new environment. The air came rushing through his nose and lungs. The grass of the den was sharp and stiff against his skin. He cried. The mother mink lifted her tired head and looked at the uncomfortable vison. The son had uttered the first life wail of the brood. He was now fighting past his three sisters to suckle. She watched his tiny legs struggle against the grasses and moss as he shoved his sisters furiously aside. Squirming and angry, the small son clutched her and fed as if vanquishing a foe. A daughter stirred against her forepaw. The mother mink gently pushed her to her body, but the feeding vison protested. With flexing feet and thrashing body, the young warrior fought for an unchallenged feeding position. It was not until he was satisfied and sleepy that the whimpering sister could feed undisturbed. Vison's mother watched this with curiosity and pride. She had raised many litters on the shores of Muddy Branch in Maryland, but never before had she nursed such a tempestuous kit. Here was a young warrior who would grow into a dauntless outlaw of the wilds. It was spring beyond the dark corridors of the mink den. The longer hours of light and the warm winds had opened the leaves of the willow trees. In every low damp valley where the trees stood, a haze of yellow-green foliage colored the glades. Beneath the willows, the moist earth yielded to the relentless pressure of the bloodroot sprouts. And there was still another change in the woods tonight. The mother mink, having given birth to her young, did not come out to eat. Deep in the earth she lay, sleeping with them through her usual evening meal. Her fast this night, like the song of the first frog chorus, was a sign of spring. Swinging gently on a ruddy twig of a red maple tree near the mink den sat the cinnamon brown wood thrush. Hylocycla. His breast was feathered with dusky flecks of tan. His long tail dipped as he watched the strands of sunlight coming through the trees for insects that sought these streamers of warmth. Suddenly he ceased his watch and lifted his head. Like the purling of the full stream, like the caroling of gold bells, the immortal song of the wood thrush floated peacefully and easily through the haunts of the glade. To Hylocycla, this was more than a burst of joyous song, more than a feeling of gladness. It was his way of announcing to the woodland that he had returned to his home, that he wished to spend the summer here, and that he was prepared to defend this territory he had selected as his own. And the cinnamon brown wood thrush was calling to Mustalina, his bright-eyed mate. The serene carol of Hylocycla, unrivaled in power and beauty by any other woodland song, drifted to the ears of the mother mink. To her, the melody was the prelude to the full bloom of spring, the frogs in the swamp, the spawning fish in the river and stream. It meant new and abundant food for the mink and her family. She stirred deep in the nest under the knitted roots of the sycamore tree and gently nosed her sleeping kits. The dawn following the birth of the young mink, Vison's mother left her brood and came down the passage to the brink of the stream. Here she stopped. With darting glances, she surveyed the damp woodland for enemies or prey. She rose to her hind legs to look over the pepper root and dog's tooth violets. With the swiftness of a snake, 
She glanced from one wisp of movement to the next. At times, she sniffed audibly as if to be sure that a rustle in the dry leaves was no more than a circle of wind. When she had assured herself that there were no warning scents on the air, no movement unaccounted for in the grasses, she slid from the door of her hideout and disappeared into the cold waters of Muddy Branch. She crossed the stream, swimming a few inches beneath the surface of the water, and slipped to the bank without moving a leaf. Here she took a narrow trail that led to a low rock shelf. It overhung a quiet backwater where the suckers lay still and logy in the leaves and silt of the stream bottom. For an instant, she paused to locate the fish, then slid from the shelf and slipped beneath the water. A bubble streamed past her eyes as she plummeted toward her quarry.